to deliver me. Make haste to Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ, Lamb of our salvation. 
The Lord has redeemed his people. Come, let us worship him. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has redeemed his people. Let us worship him. M two hundred and thirty eight. Is our office him? Life to win for us. 
feast of that remind us. O Lord, have mercy. Lord, your kindness so much did move you that your blood now moves us to love you. All our debt you have paid, peace with God once more is made. O Lord, have mercy. May God bestow on us his grace and favor to please him with our behavior and live together here in love and union nor repent this blessed communion. O Lord, have mercy. Let not your good spirit forsake us, but that heavenly minded he make us. Give your church Lord, to see days of peace and unity. O Lord, have mercy. Psalmody, Psalm 25. chant responsively all the way through, including the antiphon. So rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. 
For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Do not remember the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. The humble he guides in justice. And the humbly teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. To such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity. For it is great. shall dwell in prosperity and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The seeker of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn yourself to me, and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. Let the integrity and uprightness preserve me. For I wait for you. Redeem itself, O God, out of all their troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So rend your heart and not your God, and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the 
some sex. Share your bread with the hungry. Bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, cover him. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your regard. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your rancor, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver me, O save me for your mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave, who will give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swear. I drench my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and bring me trouble. Let them turn back and be hushing suddenly. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Share your bread with the hungry. Bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, cover him. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily.
Psalm 91. But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has known my name. 
He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end Amen but rather Give alms of such things as you have. Then indeed all things are clean to you. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves many bags, which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches, nor moth, nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The epistle for Ember Wednesday is from the 24th chapter of Exodus. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. So Moses arose with, with his assistant, Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God, and he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up onto the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Here ends the reading. The Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the twelfth chapter. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. 
The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came, and when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside, seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Here ends the reading. Page 212 is the responsory. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. That's actually the one below. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is put away. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. Catechism reading is on page 305. The sacrament of the altar, as the head of the family, should teach it in a simple way to his household. What is the sacrament of the altar? It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, under the bread and wine, instituted by Christ himself for us Christians to eat and to drink. Where is this written? The Holy Evangelist, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? These words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, show us that in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Certainly not just eating and drinking do these things, but the words written here, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words, along with the bodily eating and drinking, are the main thing in the sacrament. Whoever believes these words has exactly what they say, forgiveness of sins. Who receives this sacrament worthily? Fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training. But that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared. For the words for you require all hearts to believe. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. So these Ember Days, we take a look at the Lord's Supper. Um, and today we take a look at the particular form of the, of the Supper, that is, how it is uh, put together, the actions which Jesus Christ and his apostles also did. And what we will find is that they did a threefold thing, and from this we usually speak of three sacramental actions, all which are essential to this form of the sacrament. If one of these is left out, it does not do what Christ did, and consequently it would not be a complete sacrament. So, the holy evangelist tell us about these. One, that the Lord took the bread and gave thanks. Two, that he broke the bread, offered it to his disciples, and distributed it with the words, Take ye, this is my body, which is being given for you. And three, that the holy apostles received and ate the consecrated bread. Similarly, same way, the Lord took the chalice, which had the fruit of the vine in it, and he gave thanks. Two, he offered the same chalice to the disciples and distributed it with the words, Take drink, this is my blood, which will be poured out for you. And three, the holy apostles received that consecrated chalice, and thus they drank out of it. And so we see these three sacramental elements, the blessing, the distributing, and the receiving. As regards the first action, the apostles announce in several places, even as uh, Luther notes in four different places, uh, that our Lord took the bread and gave thanks. And another place it says, and that he blessed the bread. This uh, eologion uh, in the Greek is the word blessing. 
uh, giving thanks, blessing here, one and the same thing. This is what our Lord did. What did he do? Um, well, it's found in the Gospels that whenever uh, he would uh, perform a miracle, he would lift up his eyes towards heaven and he would give thanks that he was going to perform such wonders by his divine power, the power that he had in common with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And so, from the circumstances of the institution of the Lord's Supper, we understand that Christ took the bread, gave thanks, and blessed it. What does that involve, that first sacramental action? Well, first of all, he was thanking his Heavenly Father for none other than the work of redemption, which he was now about to perform. And he desired that this meal might be a constant sign of that, and he also wanted us that we might do the same thing. 1 Corinthians 11. For as often as you eat this bread and drink from this chalice, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so the thanksgiving of this redemption, we continue. At the same time, he lets, know, lets us know his divine will that we might continue and we might uh, preserve this mystery by continuing it to do it again. Number three, he selects and sanctifies the bread and wine that are present there for this supper. These are going to be the elements that he will distribute. Now think about this. It's in the very same way that he blessed the Sabbath. That is, what did he do? He set it aside from other days that it might be a holy day for dealing with divine matters. And so here he blesses or sanctifies, sets aside that particular bread and wine which he will use for his means and instrument for the fellowship of his body and blood in this sacrament. It is not all bread or all wine or any such, but in the blessing of it, he sets it aside. Four, through this, he also ordains that this Holy Supper should be celebrated according to his institution. His true body and blood are to be received, uh, distributed and received by means of these, pro, by these consecrated elements. So, in the same way as the blessing of God was spoken over mankind and creatures at that creation, it is still effectual today. Every day it is still doing it by the power of that same word which he had given, so that in the same way, the words that Christ spoke on that Monday, Thursday are still effectual today, and it is by the power of those same words uh, that his body and blood are given with the bread and wine. Now, when our Lord makes a blessing, unlike us who are simply wishing the good, he can make it well, just what he says it is. It becomes an efficacious uh, act. So in this institution, and then also with the administration of the Holy Sacrament, we should, well, do the same things that he did. We should follow along uh, with, uh, as the pastors, to celebrate the Holy Supper. We should take the bread and give thanks in the same manner, and also the chalice, Take it and give thanks, blessing it in the same way. This blessing, as I mentioned, is commonly called the consecration. 
And so we say that we consecrate the elements by means of these words, by repeating the words of institution. But I note, it should be remembered that this consecration is not to be regarded as a simple historical rendering. Uh, Let me tell you what happened a long time ago and just kind of reading about it. When the preacher who is administering the sacrament repeats the words, the Lord's Prayer, the words of institution, he is testifying he desires to perform something which is not his own. Yes, it's a human action, but it is being directed by someone else. He is simply a steward of the means of grace. And so accordingly, when he blesses, he sets aside visible bread and wine so it can be used as the means and instrument. He prays in accordance with Christ's institution, desiring that Christ would be present just as he desired. Uh, And he finally testifies that it is by the power of the words of institution The bread and wine and Lord's Supper are not merely bread and wine, but they're sacramentally united with the body and blood of Christ. But once again, we say it is the words of institution, yes. The power of the words of institution. When we say that, we're not speaking simply of uh, uh, vocables that the pastor says, but by Christ's words, which he spoke. Christ our Lord our Savior instituted and distributed to his disciples uh, that Lord's Supper on that night that he was betrayed. He who is present with them is also now present with us. And he who can make the words what he says they are is also the one who then, through means of his instruments, distributes out what no man has authority to do. I I have no authority to institute a sacrament. And I have no authority to distribute Christ's body and blood. It must come through our Lord who is giving it out. And so let's return again to creation. Just as the word of God, which in the creation of animals and people provided the power to be fruitful and increase yourself, that's still effective today. Um, He doesn't have to say it over again. He said it once and it works. So, also the word of Christ, on Monday, Thursday, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood, is still effective within the church of God today. And it is to the extent that it is the power of the words of institution, those same words he spoke, that, well, the bread becomes the body of Christ and the wine becomes an instrument of his blood and is distributed. Yet Christ no longer administers that today. He has called his uh, servants for that, intermediators, to do it and to employ it on his behalf. And so then Christ and the action of the pastor, well, they ought to be kept together just as the bread and the body of Christ and the wine and the blood of Christ are not to be separated out. And so then they distribute not just bread and wine, but they also distribute the body and blood of Christ. Finally, the servant who does not act on his own authority, but rather Christ acts through him in this holy sacrament. So he says, this is my body and this is my blood. We need to understand 
that it is not the pastor who does it. Yes, he is the one who has been given to do it, so no one else should do it. Nevertheless, in the Holy Supper, there is, well, not an essential change of that which is bread and wine, as if there is this transubstantiation. But our Lord is making use of this. What do we need to know? That also there is not some hidden power, charm, if you will, a, a, a spell, in which the sound and the echo of these words somehow make some secret power and all of a sudden the body of Christ is sacramentally united with the bread. And uh, uh, No. Just as the one and only one who instituted this sacrament is Christ, so he is the one and only one who makes present for reception his true body and blood. And he does it by means of his first words. But it might be asked then, well, are the words of institution repeated by the pastor, are those necessary? Absolutely. It is necessary that at every administration of the sacrament that they be repeated. And that is the process in which the outward elements of bread and wine are, first of all, one, set aside, consecrated, if you will, sanctified, when the preacher who administers says these in public, it's not, as I said, a historical recitation. Uh, first of all, he's not doing his own action. He's doing Christ. Two, he is setting aside that bread and wine which is consecrated for this purpose, and it shall no longer be present as simple bread and wine. Third, the pastor, by these words, prays that Christ would be present in this sacramental action along with the bodily elements. And fourth, he testifies that it is the power of Christ's institution, the power of the words, that makes it the body and blood of Christ. And he testifies that those who would receive this should believe in true faith. And it is for these four reasons that it is absolutely essential that the words of institution are repeated articulately and distinctly whenever one administers this sacrament. Amen. May the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The Benedictus is the canticle, page 217. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has won a salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. 
to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins through the tender mercy of our God when the day shall dawn upon us from on high. To give light to them who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. Mercifully hear our prayers, we beseech thee, O Lord, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty against all our enemies. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, your mercies are new to us every morning, and though we in no wise deserve your goodness, abundantly provide for all our wants of body and soul, give us, we humbly pray, your Holy Spirit, that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness towards us, give thanks for all your benefits, and cheerfully serve you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, O 
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.